Official content warning: This episode of Thoughtcast will contain spoilers as well as discussions of uh, some triggering details from two very controversial shows. So, if you do not like triggering and graphic de- detail discussions in said controversial shows, uh, click away from this episode. Yeah, you can just uh, click to the other one, or you can just listen to the other one, or you can just skip this episode entirely. I do not care. Um, also, another reason why this episode is labeled the main one, even though it's just me talking right in this episode, is let me just explain that right now because it's too long to be a plus episode. Like it doesn't feel right. You know what I mean? It's because it's, it's like 50 minutes right now, and um, yeah, so it's a main episode. Because I could carry the entire episode on my own for more than like you know forty five minutes. If it's less than forty five minutes and it's still one person, it's a plus. All right. Okay. Now on with the show. Oh, I've been waiting for this one. You see, way back in the beginning, before I did this podcast, I used to do video essays, and one of my most、um, prevalent and the ones I'm most proud of are my thirteen reasons why、um, essays. About me talking about it, and、uh, from there, I think I just seen where my writing and like my ability of editing in general came from, and、uh, I can just use that as a constant improvement. And now season three is out, and、uh, it, it is very similar to another show called Euphoria. So I'm gonna talk about both Euphoria and Thirteen Reasons Why in the same episode. I don't know whether this is gonna be making a longer episode or not. But the mic's on. Might as well. I can just start talking. With that being said, hello everybody. My name is DJ, and welcome to the Thoughtcast. Yeah, finally we're back after a while.、Um, chronologically, this is the first episode、uh, I recorded. I still haven't recorded like whatever the previous episode is, and、um, yeah, but. <laughs> Okay. With that being said, let me just talk about both shows without spoilers first, and then there will be certain timestamps where there will be spoilers, so you can skip that if you want. Okay. So both these shows are about very similar topics, like、um, the dark side of teen dramas and、uh, all that. However, they both handle their content material in very different ways. Euphoria is all about drugs. That's its main point. Thirteen Reasons Why is all about、uh, mental health and, like you know, suicide and like how how dark, like you know, mental health issues can be. In a way, Euphoria is about that, but it's much more you know abrasive, and their topics don't really overlap much.、Um, but these two belong still in the same pedestal because they both are talking about the dark side of like I don't know teen life nowadays in USA. I'm in Singapore, so I don't really know.、Uh, <laughs> all right, so let, let me talk about Euphoria first. All right, again, non spoilers.、Uh, Euphoria, their its cinematography is beautiful, and、um, its portrayal it's very good. Its music style and its writing、um, has has some things to be dealt with. But otherwise, it's pretty good. Like they know what they're doing, and it's all—it's all very perfectly nuanced and done. And、um, as I said, cinematography with like different shots makes it much more visually, you know, aesthetically pleasing and interesting to watch. And like you know, 
so you so you don't really get bored even if you're even if you're bored with the writing and the uh, the actual show going on you won't really get bored of like the show in general because there's always new shots new takes for you to look at and now 13 reasons why um, okay 13 reasons why is much more it's it's much more personal to me because I've watched the first two seasons before um, I have done video essays on them before it's on my channel and uh, honestly this is what I think about um, that show in general it's um, it's a massive step up to the quality when you, when you compare it with season two but it's nowhere near as good as season one because you know story story wise you have nothing to fall back on what made the book so good that season one was what made the book so good in general season two and three was just them flying on alone and that's fine they can still make as much fun stories as possible but here you can there's a lot of like emotional like you know growth and development and nuances for every single character in both these shows so it's it's so much more than you know like a very controversial show about suicide and all that it's in my opinion this season was all about growth this season 13 reasons why was all about growth and like you know development and learning and all that and Every character whom you think you have known for the past two seasons, they all have a certain level of like new depth and nuance and development and I don't know growth, I guess. So yeah, um, that's that's my little reviews of both the series with, without any spoilers. Um, and uh, with that being said, all right, spoilers for Euphoria, and let's go. Okay, so. Here, here are my personal two favorite portrayals. Uh, Zendaya's portrayal of Rue, the title character narrator, and uh, Hunter Schaffer's portrayal of Jules. Rue was on again, off again. I, I think it's girlfriend, I think it's best friend, but she's a trans girl, and um, Jules is going through her own stuff, even though, like, what's her character development, I don't really know. Uh, all I can guess from the show, and it's eight episodes, is... Um, I don't know, like, Jules is trying to find her place in the world, and, like, she's, um, she, like, she's very, she's much more, uh, promiscuous, and, like, you know, she tries to get Rue to, you know, change and be better for her, but then it turns out to be a dependency, so Rue, uh, Jules doesn't really like that, so she runs off. So she wants to run off with, uh, Rue instead, but Rue backs out because family. Whereas Jules doesn't really have a family. Okay, and um, that's that's pretty much it for Jules, I think. For Rue, it, it's much more like she's she's trying to be clean, and she finally found someone who can help her, like overcome her drug addiction. But sadly, it's like I don't know. It's she keeps you know she keeps suffering like like Jules continually telling her, "Yo, dependency is bad," and like. And like she, she, even she's getting to light about like the fact that she's dependent on Jules for her joy, um, something that is very common in most relationships nowadays. Um, and it's and I don't know, and like the ending. I'll talk about the ending later. And the ending just raises a lot of questions. Uh, the writing for these three characters were pretty good. Uh, Rue, Jules, of course, and to some extent, Cat, because Cat. Okay, let's. Let me go through what cat, uh, who cat is. She is a relatively large girl. Uh, she's fat. She's body conscious. 
<laughs> and, but because of some sex tape of her which was launched on, which was leaked, she realized that she could make a career uh, webcamming. So that's what she does. And she uses that money to be, I don't know, to be better and stuff. And because of that, in the middle of the series, she gets more and more, like, um, more and more uh, uh, brutal and rash, I guess. Like, she doesn't even care about what guys want to tell her. She's just, she's always on the mood of, bro, if you want to hook up, we can just do that. Just skip the talking. I, I guess she's completely insensitive to, like, desensitized to all this by now because of the camming. And, uh, I, and I don't know, like, at the end of the show, when she eventually gets, gets back together with this guy from her class that she's, that we have been hinting, that she's been hinting at, um, even after that, even after the both of them hooked up at a party, like, a prior episode, wherein he just went down on her, um, it's still, I don't know, it's, it's, it's kind of confusing, and, um, Again, I'm, I'm just very confused about what exactly went on with Kat's story. Even though the writing is good, it has left to be, it has a lot to be um, discovered. And this, and this leads me to my dislikes, which is like, um, more of, um, like, it's plot lines. What, what are they trying to say with, like, certain characters, plot lines, and character developments? Because it's very vague, and yes, I know it's left to interpretation, but... They could have just gave, given us a much more, like, um, you know, solid answer. Because, again, because of the fact that Rue's a drug addict, you can't really believe her or whatever she says about the current situation at hand. Because, I don't know, she could be high when she's recording all that voiceover. And she could be lying. Drug addicts lie a lot. So you can't, so she's not really a reliable source when it comes to trustworthy facts, you know? And... But who is? Who is much more trustworthy fact? You don't really know that. No one no one really explains that. Everybody has their own, like, untrustworthy things. Everyone, no one can be trusted in this show in and of itself. So it's up to you to decide who you want to trust. I don't trust anyone. I, I, I still trust Rue, believe it or not. Even though, like, yeah, I know, drug addict, and she will lie and whatever. But she has this certain, like, thing to her, and, like, she she always wants to keep, like, you know, being better for Jules. And in a way, you kind of believe her for that. But then again, you can't really believe her for that. Because, I don't know, what it... Again, this could be done all in the future. This could be, like, after the eventual relapse or whatever. So you don't know how high is she when she's recording that voiceover and when she's telling the stories and all that. So, okay, so plot lines, like... These are the three plot lines which I have massive confusion about. Alright? Cassie. What what was her entire like um, character development with Cassie? Because Wikipedia had said that like, I don't know, she's just a normal girl whose past of hooking up with guys continues to haunt her, but I don't really see that surfacing much, you know? Like the the end the ending and the show the season ended with like her aborting her like, you know, boyfriend's baby and then and then, like, ah, that's it, broken up, and then she's gone. I, 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 it's, it's not really a very cohesive or clean um, ending to her character story. But I don't know, maybe season two will explain more of that. I hope they do. All these plot lines, which have so much confusions, they better be explained soon enough. 
Okay, with Nate. Okay, this this is another one. Nate, what the hell? Okay, what is Nate? Um, he's 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 a mat. He's he Nate is an example of toxic masculinity. All right, and um, but but even then, his he he's questioning his own sexuality. Like he has pictures of pee, pee, penises in his phone, <laughs> and um, so. We don't really know whether he is gay or not. Like people keep, like people keep telling him that he is. Like people keep thinking that he is, but I'm not sure myself. Like he's never opened up and said it. And like even to his father, that that entire uh, altercation with his father and where where his father like beats him down and he just screams, where he just screams on the floor. That's all, bro. That's that's all the toxic masculinity. All that's just leaking out. Like his frustration, all that pain, the regret, and all that—that's—that's that's all that. So much more than that is than that too, and um, but then him uh, reverting to you know, like blackmail for Jules and the other guy, like Tyler, to to you know to be with his girl. It's it doesn't really make you sympathize with him, like. The stuff about, you know, dick pics on his phone makes you sympathize with him a bit. And, like, his confusion with his own sexuality and whether he's gay and whether he's... Because, like, he's been grown up, to, he's been raised to be, like, you know, a very stereotypical be a man kind of thing. So it's it's much more confusing for him to realize, like, hey, what am I? Like, maybe I'm not a man. Maybe I'm more than a man. But, again, it's, 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 it's much more conflicting for him. So that's what I think that season two will uh, explore as well. But again, like even with the sympathy, he's still an asshole, right? He's 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 still not really a good person. Like he he blackmails people with like I don't know nude pictures, and he and she he, he basically catfished Jules. He basically catfished Jules into doing her bit into doing his bidding because why? I don't know. Sad. Oh no! Look at this sad, pathetic trans dude, or whatever. <laughs> um, but still, like, again, one of the things which I really like about this show, and there's reasons why, specifically, is the nuances in his character. Like, no one character is one thing. Like, they all have, they, they all are pretty equally fleshed out. But I don't know. Nate is Nate just drops me the wrong way in every single single thing. I just hope season two can be like you know, can talk about I don't know what what Nate is going through and what. He's, uh, and what his goal is, because, I don't know, because season one just left me with a very bad taste in my mouth, very bad taste in my mouth regarding Nate, and, and, again, uh, Cassie, Nate, Maddie, like, and also Kat, those, those plot lines have yet to be explored and properly fleshed out and developed and have some good ending to it, because they're all left purposely open-ended because season two then again you need you need to have some like closing with everything right i don't but in this in the entire ending episode it's not like you don't really get much um so that's so that's my problems with it and uh, another problem i have with it is um it's over reliance on like you know graphic shock like graphic shock nudity because like almost every episode there's either uh dick or boobs being shown. And <laughs> as a male, I'm fine with that. But like it's it's serving no purpose to the story, now is it? And it's 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 much more graphic with its depiction of like, you know, sex and like drugs and 
again, like, shock, shock value. But is it really necessary? I don't think so. It, it's the same case with 13 Reasons Why, the first two seasons. Like, there's no reason for that, like, you know, for its graphic um, necessities. It's, there's no reason for, for it to be shocking. Like, a lot of filmmakers these days think that, like, the only way to get a message across to people is by basically shock. But that's not true. You, you can still make a good show even without the, you know, hard-to-watch sequences, as, you know, Rotten Tomatoes says. I, but, again, like, it's fine. Like, it's it's hard to watch, yes, but maybe it adds something to the development. Yes, like, on some cases it does. Like, you know, Cat talking to this fat guy who's jerking, jerking himself off to her. Like, that, that that's character development right there. Um... But then, like, other other things, other, like, you know, other depictions, like, I don't know, the guy, like, a naked guy, like, you know, falling off Rue after, you know, banging her. No reason for his dick to be on, sh on screen. Um, like, there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of scenes there which I just feel like you don't have to shoot them in that gratuitous an extent. But, on the other hand, I could ex I could understand why they would want to shoot it to that gratuitous that gratuitous of an extent, because like you know, it's much more. It's it it sticks with you much more. Like, like you you don't really get you don't really remember the uh, all the softer, more emotional bits. But I guess you would remember Cat giving this this small clerical blowjob, or like, or you know, her cam girling or whatever. <laughs> For the record, like Cat's cam girling is much more like. It's much more empowering to even girls who are body conscious of themselves. Um, so yeah, good, good, good on Cat and good on the filmmakers for doing that. It's it's honestly a much, it's 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 a much nicer you know, uh, breath of fresh air for like you know not all ski, skinny or sexy girls need to be cam girls. Fat girls can do like not really fat like larger girls can do that too. So that's good on them. Honestly, it's it's much more empowering to girls who are body conscious. Like, hey, just put yourself out there. You never know. And, um, yeah. So, it's it's over-reliance that just draws me out a bit. But, again, it is a pretty well-done show, even despite all the nudity. Um, okay, so that's that's all of my dislikes. And, like, I already talked about their character uh, depictions. And, um, and yeah, let's, let's talk about the ending, shall we? So its ending is um, like Jules runs off, but Rue stays behind for her family. Good on her, like that she she's finally realized that like you know her family is important to her, and like over over the last few episodes she realized like her sister needs her. I don't know what's her sister's name. God damn it. Uh, um, and her sister needs her, and so she has to stay back for you know them to take care of them to be there for them. I think Rue has finally figured out that, like, that's what she is. Like, she, she's there to be there for her family, I guess. And then Jules throw, uh, makes a little, like, uh, side comment about, like, oh, you should you should be more active much more. You should be more sexually active more. <laughs> I I just hope that that's not... It's, um... I just hope that... I just hope that's not what Season 2 is going towards. Um, but the last, last scene is is like it's it's meant to be a flashback right it's it's one last flashback to um 
it, to like you know her dad dying and how and how that was the first time she got high over the funeral and um, I guess that en- the entire ending music video like people has have a lot of theories about it like that's a relapse that's a flashback my opinion is that it's possibly a flashback because if it was a relapse you would just you would just be taken back to square one like so I don't really like the concept of like like building up and like the character development over the past eight episodes only for all that to be negated in like one three minute music video <laughs> but it also makes sense for a character standpoint because like I don't know Jules is gone so who the hell will stop me from taking more drugs right now right so it, it makes sense but I don't want it to make sense I, I don't want that to be that I don't want it to be that's what season two is gonna be about like just a repeat of like Jules trying to help Rue overcome that addiction again <laughs> because let's be honest like the first season has already like solidified itself as like I don't know it's has already solidified her entire growth as like hey I'm a drug addict I tried my best and now here I am it's much more it's, it's much better speaking of which um again again with the, like the cinematography of the of the euphoria I'm sorry I'm, I'm jumping around uh, there are some specifically very emotional, raw scenes between actors. Like the one where, where, where Rue is like talking to her drug dealers, being all like, Oh, you, you got me hooked onto this shit. And, um, it's, it's much more, it's, it's, it's so raw and, and so emotional and it really un, unveils, uh, unwraps a lot of like history between the two characters. And it makes you sympathize for both of them in a very different way. So yeah, good job with that, and even with like Cassie and Maddie, it's like, again, very raw, very raw scenes in general, like, but like, they all have their own shining spots, like Nate with his whole like screaming on the bed thing, <laughs> um, I don't know, Cat, Cat has no, Cat is just a, or, okay, never mind. Cat doesn't really have any raw, like, emotional beats, she's just badass, to, badass through and through. Okay. And now, okay, going back to the ending, uh, this is, so we like, everything is purpose, purposely left open-ended for interpretation. So here is my interpretation, alright, for the entire ending, all for us, Dean. Um, it's, it's probably, like, it's probably a flashback and or relapse, because, I don't know, Jules is gone and she needs that euphoria again, roll credits, <laughs> and she needs that happiness again, because, like, in... Some somewhere in like the last I don't know, fifth or sixth episode, she opens up by saying that like Jules and Jules gives her the same high as drugs, so she relies on Jules for her own source of euphoria. So once Jules is gone, she goes back to her only source of you know high drugs. So yeah, that that does make sense. So relapsing, and that brings me to it's season two theories, which go which which is either this like Maddie is shown to be much more important because of like her her constant like you know her like she's smart with manipulating Nate with like I don't know the the mo the sex moans and all that but it's but I, I think she's gonna be a much more like prominent character in season two mainly because she has all the she has all the dirty deeds on Nate and so she and she she could you know she could you know control him again with these kind of details. Uh Nate as as for Nate I I really wanted to be brought to justice, but then again, I, it's, it's questionable, you know? Like, I really want him to be brought to justice because of what he did for his blackmail. Like, yes, he abused Maddie. Yes, he was mean to her. Yes, he was, he was just very cold. He was, he was not a good person, but 
But again, like with with, with the anger, you you lose your things. You you lose your sense of you know righteousness. So it makes sense that you want to hide it as fast as possible and, and like as best as possible. But I don't know, like the the fact that Jules, Tyler, and Maddie had dirt on him just makes it feel like this is going to be a possible plot point that they could explore. Uh, as for Kat, I, I actually want to see how she balances her relationship with the nerd, I think Ethan his name is, and the camming career, because like, I'm very, I wonder how that's going to affect, I wonder how that's going to interact with each other. Like, is she, is she going to keep camming now that she has a boyfriend? Is she going to keep, you know, dating? Because she already has her satisfaction from every, and from other people. I've I think she's gonna continue doing both, and at one point, she's going to, like, the both of them are gonna clash unexpectedly and in a horrible way, and she's gonna have to choose between them. Um, so that's, that's, that's my theory. And, uh, and honestly, the, the most prominent one right now is Jules coming back. She's gonna come back and help Ru, and, um, like, you know, help Ru get better again, and the cycle starts again like she's gonna more like you know she's gonna stay she's gonna help i think she's she jules is gonna help ru be more you know uh active and much more you know slutty <laughs> um slutty and like again it's 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 all theories but it's all speculation by now because season two has just been up announced like there's no story there's nothing you can say about it but this is all the stories which i think these are all the story threads which i think um are are going to be you know explored uh i think that's it for euphoria yeah that's all that there is so recapping um it's cinematography it's portrayal it's scenes and it's writing it's just beautiful raw emotional scenes for most of the good characters um dislikes i I dislike some depictions of their characters and like some plot lines going unexplored, and um, it's over reliance on nudity and graphic shock, and thinking that's the only way to get to get the viewers to you know uh, realize what's going on. And uh, also with the ending, I'm thinking it's a relapse, and we're going back to square one for season two, which which re- which results in Jules coming back to help Rue go go through her addiction again. Uh, teaching her how to, how, how to be more slutty and sexually active again. Um, Nate getting somehow brought to justice. Cad balancing her relationship with Ethan. Ethan, I think that's his name. And their camming career. And uh, how, how that's going to interact with each other. And like, um, how, and like, I, again, I, I get the hunch that Maddie is going to be a very important character moving forward in season two. I guess there's only one way to figure out that is to wait for season two. That does it for for Euphoria, and now we're moving on to 13 Reasons Why. So the spoiler for 13 Reasons Why, coming up right now. Okay, so this season, where the hell do I begin? Okay, I have like three pages, I have like two pages for the first draft alone for the notes. So yeah, I'm gonna try to summarize this as much as I can in 25 minutes segment. Let's go. Um, so the inclusion of a new character, Ani. So we start off with a new character, Ani, who's the who's the narrator of the show. She replaces Hannah. I think like that's that's what we think that she is. She she replaces Hannah, and like um, she's she's just like us. She knows very little. That's that's the first episode, I think. But then it turns out that she's that she knows that she knows a lot. She has been slowly gathering up information and, like, you know, telling Scandal. That's that. That's the reveal of that entire, you know, the reveal of the entire like last episode of the season. 
like she's a, she like the entire narration is a story to the story to the chief standoff like Alex's dad um, about like oh how everyone is as evidenced by the line that like standoff is like like the chief is like oh you 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 know what the you know who the killer is but then Ani is like yeah but I also want to tell you why everyone has their reason to do it to kill Bryce in the first place um so again with this show everyone has their reasons no one is good that's that's what i mean by nuances right no one is good and no one is bad either they all have their flaws and like it keeps it, keep, it still keeps you wondering and guessing about and and who's what i guess so it tells you one thing and it keeps going and it keeps you and it keeps you guessing that's what i really like about this season particularly it's it's it's, it's a massive step up from season 2 wherein it was like boring and unnecessary but season three it shows us a different light of everyone and uh okay just to be sure because like i saw on twitter that a lot of people are like are mostly confused about what's the difference between the time jumps so eight months ago so so the time jump is as follows right before bryce dies the screen is much more brighter and and like the aspect ratio fits with your screen like fit, fits with a tv screen right and it's much more full screen, with um, with the with the present day, the brightness is it's it's darker. It's much more darker. Seriously, look at it. It's much more darker, and it and the aspect ratio keeps shrinking. Like there are black bars on the top, so it's like it's it's like I don't know, cinemascope, I guess. That's that's what it's called. Um, I don't know. I'm not very sure about the like the entire like what's what's the terminology of the aspect ratios and all that. But all I know that the aspect ratio shrinks down, like, the shot widens, I'm guessing? Yeah, the shot widens, um, like, vertically, or what? Horizontally. The shot horizontally widens, and the entire, like, contrast and, right, the, the entire, like, color correction is turned down. It's, like, much more darker. Okay, that being said, uh, let's just, let's slowly talk about every single plot point, which I, which I think that we can talk about. So, um, Ani, she knows, she knows a lot. But then, like, she keeps messing with us that she knows a lot. Because even though we just know her, she can't really, like, she she keeps jumping around like she knows everything. So, I, I get why people really hate Ani. But having a narrator on, having a new narrator, and having a new character to interact with, you know, the core characters, it makes you feel like you're interacting with them again in a whole different light. Like, you're seeing a different side of them to a different person who doesn't know anything about Hannah, who doesn't know anything about the prior two seasons, who only knows what little she knows. And, like, you know, and and she is, and she keeps, like, you know, she keeps learning about things, and she keeps making her own assumptions, and she keeps inferring and guessing. So she's basically the audience's point of um, view when it comes to these kind of shows, when it comes to this show. So she she keeps guessing, she keeps theorizing, and then she keeps also jumping to conclusions. She's a she's a little buddy cop thing to Clay, to Jensen, um, and uh, she, and like that dynamic turns from friends to lovers very quickly. But then you kind of want, but in it, but in a way deep down, I kind of wanted that, kind of wanted them to like you know start like you know start a relationship together because like the both of them really like each other. It's very obvious, but then. In the flashback scenes, it's turned out that she's been she's been banging Price, uh, the rapist. So, okay, 
Um, and starting straight off, they address the cliffhanger in season two, which is the entire guns debacle, which is something that I really like. I I, I hated in season two, which is like, oh, the guns are not really that uh, The guns are not really that like important. Like they they tease Tyler's inclusion of guns in season one. They only got that. Um, they only pull through with that in season two, uh, and then season three onwards, it's. There's no guns. Oh no. <laughs> um, but then, like, you you get this constant like. But then Tyler is. But then one thing's for sure. Tyler's in trouble, right? Like, you understand that Tyler is, you know, is help. It, it like he needs help, and he he's been through some stuff, as evidenced by the fact that he got raped by the uh, by Monty and his friends with a broomstick. Season two's uh, more graphic sequence, uh, and it's and again it's much more you know. Uh, I guess it's like it's nicer learning that Tyler has his his circle of companionship always around him, and it's also understandable that he would feel overwhelmed with that. And however, he doesn't really get overwhelmed with that because I think he actually likes that, that company always. And um, even though he doesn't really view any of them friends, he still appreciates their company regardless. Yeah. And uh, and Tyler is one of those people who re who are the most important. Tyler has a massive importance in this season, and that's great because he's been mostly pushed to the side. And ever since his uh, last episode in season two, um, he's been mainly uh, mostly the spotlight has been on him in season in the end of season two and the entirety of season three, because like his his entire healing process. It's 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 super well done. It's very um, it's very down to earth. It's very raw, like, and it's it's easily it's easily digestible. It's very easy to understand and sympathize with Tyler, you know, and um, and to be and then we realize what's the entire like you know, what's the whole thing with him and all that, and that's that's super sad, isn't it? And like even then, that the most the most raw moment that in, in the entire season, one of them, is the um, is the scene where Tyler tells Clay uh, that he was assaulted, and like the and like the the slowly like him him breaking down, the stammering, and then like Clay's especially Clay's like shock at that all that, and uh, him instead of going into a hug, this is honestly my favorite detail from that entire scene, is. Him asking Tyler whether he can hug him, because again, Clay understands that Tyler is—he doesn't want anyone to touch him because you know sexual assault. Um, so the the asking—that's that's just much more like ah, just seriously. It's it's so good, it's so raw, and it's super well done. It's amazingly well done. This is one of those high moments in. This is one of those things that makes the show so polarizing, like the fact that um. Like the fact that like you have controversial scenes like what you saw in season one and season two, but in season three, they but they also have these kind of like raw moments, like raw emotional bits, like much more quiet moments, and you really sympathize for the characters there, and you really feel for them. You really feel that like whatever they are feeling, and that's amazing. That's amazingly done. The writing is just so good, and like their performances. Oh my god, their performances you can't really uh, you can't really discount. Their performances sells the sold the entire thing, okay. But with that said, uh, season three's entire like shtick 
like its, its entire spiel is about like who killed Bryce, right? Usually you would expect no one to really care about who killed uh, no one to really care about Bryce. But here they make Bryce into a much more sympathetic character. Like his even his actor Justin Pretense yeah, Justin Pretense has like even he has said himself like you know, being a douchebag for the first two seasons and then having a whole new layer of humanity, even though he does relapse into his old price, like the more douchebaggery. Like, again, it's it's nice, you know? Like, he, he realized that he, he is messed up and he is honestly trying to change. So good on him. Honestly, it's good on him. And I guess they just wanted to make a sort of redemption art for Bryce, but sadly, no one would let him change because, you know, uh, someone killed him because, like, you know, he died, and, like, people still care about him, you know? People still worry. And Jess, and, and you know, his his entire, like, relationship with Jess, Ani, uh, Justin, even though he's still, he's still, like, Justin, you, you know, deep down, he doesn't forgive him, but, he, but he's still loyal to Bryce. And that's what's nice about the entire thing, you know? Like, yes to everything, honestly. <laughs> um, okay, it has some Riverdale vibes, all right? Like, this entire season has Riverdale Season 1 vibe, with, like, the who, who done it premise. Like, every episode, it's a different suspect. Every episode, it's, it's a different piece of evidence, and a different suspect, and a different side of the story, and a different angle to the story. Eventually, like, with, with, when the season's over, you get a more complete picture. Um, but that being, but... And also, what I really do like about this, it's, like, it does take itself very, 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 very seriously at times, but it does have its, its fun does have its own fun moments. Does have its moments of levity. Like, um... Like, you know, uh... Like... <laughs> like, Clay find... Like, walking in on Justin and Jessica doing the do, and then Jessica hides, and then, you know, Justin's left alone with a huge bottle of loop. Um, that's... That, that was so funny, and, like, that was very well done. There was also another one which is, like, you know, their... Like, the Justin and Jessica relationship, it's... It, it's, it's very... It's it's very lighthearted and it's much more empowering to everyone who is in a relationship currently. And and honestly, you know that like Justin, Justin's like not at fault for whatever happened in season one with the whole like Bryce Rayter. Like he tried to stop her, but you know, <laughs> like Bryce was just way too strong and all that. And 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 you do know that Justin is suffering with his own like uh, problems and he he can't really forgive himself yet. But still, that, like, you know that he is, he is regretting himself, and he's trying to change, and he's trying to be better, and Jessica's letting him be better, and that's honestly the best thing. Okay, and, um, honestly, I just wish they had a little more fun. They are very, very serious. They take itself, they take themselves very seriously. But I just wish that, you know, the cast member just had a little more fun with, like, uh, doing the writing just a little more lighthearted. Like, they had, they added a bit more jokes here and there. Okay, and there are just a lot more good, quiet, emotional moments, which are very, very well done. Uh, the Tyler and Clay scene, I already talked about it. Justin's story, alright? Uh, Justin opening up to Jessica, like, the entire, like, Jessica's just, the Je Jessica's honestly, like, she's the much more empowering icon in this season. And, um, that scene about, like, that scene where everybody introduced themselves and, um, they say that they're a survivor, that, that was, uh, that was the much... That was the defining moment for both Tyler and Jessica because Tyler finally stood up and uh, told told everyone that yes I got assaulted before this and uh, I'm a survivor 
and he has moved on from this and like and he and he is so much and he's so much braver and like that's that was his arc that was his arc honestly like him learning to heal and get better and you know recover and move on then survive the entire ordeal that happened to him so that that was good uh Bryce and his mom with the yoga scene I think that that's the, the sort of the penultimate episode where like you know uh, it, there was no reason for that scene but it's still nice to you know still nice to see a sort of softer side to Bryce because you always see him as this like sociopathic rapist like uh, predator thing but you never know that he is but but this season really explores the fact that hey he is a human he's a human too and um, you know may maybe we can give him his own redemption arc you know so yeah um, so with, with that it's it's much it's you know gives Bryce and a lot more characters a lot more like a lot of nuance in this season. This season has focused on a lot of nuances, and and then he just starts breaking down with uh, with yoga, and then he re and then like he, he does he does feel sorry. He does regret it all. Like yes, but and also he just uh, just feels sad for him, dude. I honestly wish he could had his he could have had his own redemption arc, and he could have come back to like you know being a good person again because. He was trying, honestly. He really, really was trying. But then the one thing which the writers did not really try with is the whole Bryce and Ani relationship. Like, what the hell was that, guys? Um, okay, it was. It, it makes sense. Both of them were very needy and horny as all hell, and horned up hormonal teenagers. So, but the, the ugh, God, it's just so weird. It's so weird to realize that Ani was like, you know, was doing that with him when she was already prior warned that like, oh, by Jessica, that like, oh, this guy, he raped me, and like, oh, you need to be careful. Even Clay told him like, oh, be careful around him, and yada yada. But, but I think we needed Ani there, and I needed to do that just to, you know, just to see a much more softer side to him. Because she's like, she likes the much softer side to him. She has seen a side to him that no one else had seen, which is why she still supports and cares for him even after everything and like he does relapse back into his needy like you know predatorial instincts but notice that like the moment the moment Ani is scared he backs off immediately he doesn't really feel that remorse with he didn't feel that remorse with anyone in the prior seasons so good job Ani you made him change you made him much more sincere even though he did even though he did relapse because he was drunk I guess um, like just the fact that he felt sorry alone it matters a lot. It seriously matters a lot. Okay, and um, the and also the um, okay. And now let's talk about the ult the actual like final moment. Not really final. Like let's let's talk about the like the the moment that we've all been building up for the entire season. The homecoming game. Like it keeps jumping between so many so many different um, like plot lines. That you keep, that you have to keep guessing, that you keep on guessing. And that's honestly, that's so very well done. So we start off with like Jess and her like you know uh, non-assault group like uh, doing a protest, right? And uh, some and some guy tries to use that to fondle Jess. That causes a fight between them. And like Clay tries to break up the fight, but he uses the crowd to literally beat up Bryce. Why? Because he saw um, Bryce kissing Ani. And like he had feelings for Ani, 
and but then like you know it's he he just couldn't believe that Bryce could do that Bryce would do that to her so he tried to beat up Bryce Justin pulled him off Justin pulled him off and then like that's that's the end of the clay story Zach like he he, he was mad at Zach because um, you know Bryce is mad at Zach because you know uh, Bryce stole Chloe like that, that that's his whole emotional like um, that's that's the whole reason why he broke Zach's leg in the first place he was he was he was honestly very very mean like he was very mean in general like And it's, and like, it's, she, and so Zack tried to get revenge by breaking his leg and brutally beating him, and then that, that led to the murder, right? Like, so you think Zack murdered him, but no, he just completely immobilized him. Just completely immobilized him for the actual murder. And, um, even then it's, and it's, it's very fast-paced, but, um... But it, it was just so perf- super thematic. Like, everyone had their own, like, um, defining defining moments for their individual arcs. Like, for Zack, he had he had Chloe. For Bryce, he also had Chloe. And then he, like, he, like, he could have had a moment to, you know, reconcile with Jessica, to apologize to her, honestly. And I think everyone did accept it in the end. And, um, like, they were like, hey... Look, he's dead. Let's just forgive him, all right? And that's that's honestly very good. Like, good on them for forgiving him, all right? He just like let's not let him suffer even more. Like, he, he honestly felt repentant. So good job. Um, and with and the and everything just it, it was hard to watch, especially with everyone just stripping down and like I don't know. It was it was just very brutal, even for the actors, because I, I have an acting before, so and, and I can understand how difficult that must have been to film, but. Amazing job by everyone. It, it, it was very, it was very thematic. It was very, it, it was hard to, it was hard to watch on purpose to its core. So everyone had their reasons because, like, everyone had their reasons, right? But you, but you don't really know that. Oh, it's, it, it was Alex. So it turns out Alex was the murderer. But it, it was for a very dumb reason because he realized all the, the pain that he had caused everyone. Bryce cost everyone over the years, and then he just eats him over. He eats him with a broken leg over, and then Bryce drowns. <laughs> so, so, so that's it, right? But then, even then, Ani tries. Ani lies and tells Standall that, "Oh, it was Monty who did it, but Monty's dead." So then, that's it. That's that's the whole case is closed. So, I think season four, the last season, will explore the fact of the the feeling of like um, Bryce and Aunt, like. Um, now that Bryce is gone, Ani and Clay will explore their relationship. Honestly, I, I feel like Clay gets a new, I feel like Clay gets a new love interest every season. Like, season one, it was sort of Hannah, I think it was sort of Hannah and the other, and the other girl, I don't know her name. Um, season two, it was Sky. yeah, it was Sky. and then season three, it's Ani. <laughs> I don't know who, I don't know what's his love interest in season four, right? So there's only one way to favor it. Honestly, I, I seriously want Clay and Ani to be together, because, like, no, they, they fit together so well, even as friends. So let's just hope season four knows where it's going and, and it ends on a very good note. Because the season finally got the show finally got better with season three. And so God forbid they God forbid season four will just bring it back bring it back down to, you know, being worse again. 
Okay. And uh, anything else I can talk about? What else did I write on my notes? Oh, um, yeah. He's, uh, he's, like, everything's intricate, everything's interconnected, see? And that's, that, that's what I've, that's what could have required a lot more thought. That's, that's what I think has, re- I, I think that's what a lot more thought has went into. The entire Homecoming game and the, and the, like, the whodunit premise, with everyone having their own fleshed out and very, um, reasonable, like, Everyone having their own logical reasons for wanting to kill Bryce, but no one actually having done it because I don't know, it's, it's not it's not what they would have done and all that. So, yeah, um, season three was better than season two. Not as good as season one, but it's honestly a much it's honestly a stark improvement with like better better like um, cast performances, better writing in general, everyone has their own nuances, everyone has their own development arcs, and it's it's honestly very good, and I can't believe I'm saying this, can't wait for season 4, alright, can't wait for how this show finally draws to an end, closes to an end, because season 4 is its last season, if, I, I don't know why Netflix like rebooted it for season 4 even before season 3 was launched, I, but hey, it's fine, I guess. Uh, season, it's like, so season 4 is its last, and um, good to know that it's moving forward next year along with, I think, uh, a lot more shows are getting 4th seasons. But, but hey, uh, 13 Reasons Why is finishing with its 4th season, so honestly, let's just see where the endgame will take us. Okay, and with that, being, with that um, that's the end of my little review. Okay, um... Yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, if you liked what you, if you like what you listen to, and if you wanna, if you wanna get in contact with me during the things I've said during this podcast, um, you can follow me on Twitter at D4DJ, um, and you can follow the show on Instagram at ThoughtcastPod. You can follow the show on Tumblr at ThoughtcastPod as well. Um, Instagram, it's it's a much more public thing, so you don't know who will. So it's. And plus, no one really really noticed that. Uh, my Twitter and Thoughtcast, I'm the one managing both the Thoughtcast blog and my personal Twitter, of course. So you can reach out to, you can, you can ask questions and suggestions there. You can give feedback there and I will, and I am going to, you know, um, respond. And I'm going to give my honest opinions about that. All right. So till the next episode, I'm DJ and peace out.